Jami'a Tirmidhi. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Tirmidhi. The English translation is by Abu Khalil. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Compilation of Imam At-Tirmidhi The Book on Vows and Oaths Chapter on What has been related from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about there is no vowing for disobedience. Aisha narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no vowing for disobedience, and its atonement is the atonement of an oath. This hadith is graded sahih, or Authentic. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no vowing for disobedience to Allah, and its atonement is the atonement of an oath. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments All the a'imma agree on the point that fulfillment of a vow that is against the commands of Allah and against the laws of Islam is unlawful. It should never be fulfilled. Chapter on Whoever vows to obey Allah, then he should obey him. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever vowed to obey Allah, then he should obey him. And whoever vowed to disobey Allah, then he should not disobey him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If a vow or pledge is taken in obedience to Allah, but with a condition of fulfillment, of some particular need, it must be accomplished. For example, someone says that he will fast for a number of days if Allah cures him from this ailment, or he will give this much amount in charity in the name of Allah if he finds his lost property. After recovery or finding his lost property, he must fulfill his vow. If the vow is taken without any condition, again it must be fulfilled. For example, if someone says that he will fast for some days or he will give such and such amount of money in charity and there is no condition attached to it, then it should be fulfilled. Most of the scholars agree on this point. See for details Al-Mughni, volume 13, page 622 to 623. Chapter on what has been related about there is no vowing in that over which the son of Adam has no control. Thabit bin al-Dahak narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is not for a person to vow about that over which he has no control. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments It is not allowed to take a vow about something which does not belong to the person taking the vow. For example, saying that if Allah cures him from the ailment, he will manumit that particular slave which actually is not his property, or he will give that amount in charity which he does not have. Chapter on what has been related about atonement for a vow when it was not specified. Uqba bin Amir narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The atonement for a vow when it is not specified is the atonement for an oath. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments. If a vow is made without a condition, the expiation is that of an oath. For example, while making a vow, if it is not made clear that a fast will be kept or some amount will be given in charity, 
or voluntary prayers nawafil will be performed etc in this case one has to pay the expiation for an oath tuhfat al ahwadi volume 2 page 368 chapter on what has been related about whoever takes an oath and then sees that something else is better than it abdurrahman bin samura narrated that the messenger of allah peace be upon him said O Abdurrahman, do not ask for a position of leadership, for if you receive it due to asking, you will be left alone with it, and if you receive it without asking, then you will be aided in it. And if you take an oath and you see that something else is better than it, then do what is better and make an atonement for your oath. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments 1. Whoever took an oath to do something and later found that something else is better, then it is advisable to do the better thing and make expiation for his oath. 2. Islam dislikes seeing positions of authority. He who acquires a position through some influence or links and recommendations, he loses guidance from Allah and becomes the slave of his base self. But if a post of authority and power is offered by the government, it can be accepted, and Allah's help and guidance will lead the person to make the right decisions. Chapter on what has been related about the atonement before the violation. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever takes an oath, and then he sees that something else is better than it, then he should make atonement for his oath and then do it. This hadith is graded sahih, or Authentic Comments It is agreed upon that the payment of expiation is an obligation after breaking the oath because it is not an obligation before breaking it. There is a difference of opinion over the question. Can it be paid before breaking an oath? Most of the scholars support this, but it is better if the expiation is paid after breaking an oath. Chapter on what has been related about making exceptions in oaths. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever swears about an oath and says, If Allah wills, inshaAllah, then there is no breaking of the oath against him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments In view of most of the scholars saying inshaAllah, If it is the will of Allah, clears one from the oath and there is no expiation for breaking an oath in such case. In the view of some followers of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and according to Tawus and Hassan, insha'Allah can be said as long as the gathering is there and when the assembly is dispersed, there is no choice of saying it. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever swears about an oath and says, If Allah wills, insha'Allah, then he will not have broken it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If someone says that he will do this thing and adds the words insha'Allah and later on the work is not done, his oath will not be considered broken and he will not have to pay an expiation for it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had been informed by revelation that if Suleiman, peace be upon him, 
had added the words of Insha'Allah to his oath, his desire would have been granted. It means that he would not have failed in fulfilling his desire. This also indicates the permissibility for Sulaiman, peace be upon him, to have more than four wives at a time, which is prohibited in the Sharia of Muhammad. Peace be upon him. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to swear by other than Allah. Salim narrated from his father, Ibn Umar, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, heard Umar saying, By my father, by my father. So he said, Verily, Allah prohibits you from swearing by your fathers. So Umar said, By Allah, I did not swear by him after that, neither intentionally nor in narrating. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Taking an oath only by Allah is lawful. Taking an oath by other than Allah is unlawful. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came across Umar while he was on his mount, and he was swearing by his father. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Verily Allah prohibits you from swearing by your fathers. So let the one who swears, swear by Allah, or be silent. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments this narration strictly prohibits taking an oath by other than Allah. In the end of this narration, the Prophet, peace be upon him, generalized the command by saying either take the oath by Allah or keep quiet. There is no other oath except the oath by Allah. Chapter on what has been related about whoever swears by other than Allah, he has committed shirk. Sa'ad bin Ubaidah narrated that Ibn Umar heard a man saying, no by the Kaaba. So Ibn Umar said, Nothing is sworn by other than Allah. For I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Whoever swears by other than Allah, he has committed disbelief or shirk. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Intentionally taking an oath by false gods is a pure act of polytheism and whoever takes an oath by a false god has a habit from the period of Jahiliyyah. He should say, La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah. Chapter on what has been related about one who takes an oath to walk and he is not able to. Anas narrated, A woman vowed to walk to the house of Allah. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked about that. And he said, Verily, Allah is in no need of her walking. Order her to ride. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Anas narrated, The Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by an old man walking while supported between his two sons. So he said, What is the matter with this one? They said, O Messenger of Allah, he vowed to walk. He said, Verily, Allah, the mighty and sublime, is in no need of this person punishing himself. He said, so he ordered him to ride. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments If someone vows to perform hajj or umrah on foot, according to Ibn al-Munthir, it is unanimously agreed upon that he has to fulfill his vow. Imam Malik, al-Shafi'i, Awza'i, and Ahmed support this view. If he cannot walk, he is allowed to ride. In the view of Imam al-Shafi'i and Ahmed, 
If he rides, he will have to sacrifice an animal as atonement. Chapter on about vows being disliked. Abu Hurairah narrated that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not vow, for the vow does not prevent what is decreed at all, and it only causes the miser to spend of his wealth. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments Even though Allah has ordered fulfilling vows, this narration proves that taking a vow is disliked. So just as it is praiseworthy to pay back a loan quickly, Yet no one claims a reward is due for merely taking a loan. Then in the same way, taking a vow is not praiseworthy, but fulfilling it is required and praiseworthy, in the event of its occurrence just as in the case of a loan. Chapter on what has been related about fulfilling vows. Umar narrated, I said, O Messenger of Allah, I had vowed to perform itikaf in al-Masjid al-Haram, for a night during the era of Jahiliyyah. He said, fulfill your vow. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Most of the scholars agree that even a vow of a virtuous deed brings no benefit to a disbeliever. This narration proves that if a disbeliever vows for something good and virtuous in nature, he will have to fulfill his vow if he accepts Islam. Chapter on what has been related about how the Prophet, peace be upon him, would swear. Salim bin Abdullah narrated from his father, Ibn Umar, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, often would swear with this oath. No, by the changer of the hearts. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments It is lawful to swear by Allah's names and attributes. It is Allah only who changes the state of the heart and only He brings changes in the attitudes of people. Al-Mughni, Volume 13, page 452-453 to 453. Chapter on what has been related about the reward for freeing a slave. Abu Hurairah narrated, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, Whoever frees a believing slave then Allah frees a limb from the fire for each of his limbs, such that he frees his private parts in lieu of his private parts. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This narration suggests that an honest and physically fit slave should be freed in expiation for breaking an oath. This will cause freedom of every limb of the person who manumits him from the hellfire. Chapter 1 what has been related about a man who slaps his servant? Suwayd bin Muqarrin al-Muzani said, We were seven brothers without a servant except one, and one of us slapped her. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered us to free her. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The word khadim is used both for a male or female slave or servant. This narration shows that a slave or a slave woman should be treated with kindness. He or she should not be abused. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to swear by a religion other than Islam. Thabit bin al-Tahak narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever swears by a religion other than Islam 
while lying, then he is as he said. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If a Muslim swears when taking an oath by another religion and says if he does this he would be a Christian or a Jew, then according to this narration he surely is one of them. But if he vows to show the severity and abomination of the deed, even then it is strictly prohibited and strongly disapproved. Chapter on what has been related about one who vows to perform Hajj by walking. Uqba bin Amir narrated, I said, O Messenger of Allah, my sister vowed that she would walk to the house barefoot and without any khimar, covering. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Verily Allah will not do anything with the misery of your sister. She should ride and cover and fast three days. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Chapter on the mention of what eliminates swearing by Allat and Al-Uzza. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever among you swears, saying in his oath, By Allat, by Al-Uzza, then let him say, La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And whoever says, Come, let me gamble with you, then let him give in charity. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Before the advent of Islam, the people of Arabia used to take oaths by Allat and Al-Uzza. And after accepting Islam, sometimes while taking an oath, they uttered these words unintentionally. For this reason, they were advised to say, La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah to explain and confirm their faith. Chapter on what has been related about fulfilling the vow of the deceased. Ibn Abbas narrated that Sa'ad bin Ubadah asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about a vow that was due from his mother, who died before fulfilling it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Fulfill it for her. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments According to the view of most of the scholars, if the vow is regarding money and the deceased had left enough inheritance, it is an obligation upon the heirs to fulfill his vow. But if the inheritance is not enough, the heirs should try to fulfill his vow. But it is not an obligation. If the vow is about fasting, freeing a slave, sitting for itikaf, or performing hajj or umrah, they should try to fulfill it though it is not an obligation on the heirs. According to the Zahiriya, it is an obligation. See for details, Al-Mughni, volume 13, page 655 to 657. Chapter on what has been related about the virtue of freeing slaves. Abu Umama and other than him from the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, any Muslim man who frees a Muslim man, then it is his salvation from the fire. Each of his limbs suffices for a limb of himself. And any Muslim man that frees two Muslim women, they are his salvation from the fire. Each of their limbs suffice for a limb of himself. And any Muslim woman that frees a Muslim woman, then she is her salvation from the fire. Each of her limbs suffices for a limb of herself. 
This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This narration is a proof that manumission of a slave is a cause of freedom from the hellfire for a Muslim. Freedom of a slave will not save an infidel from the hellfire. Freedom of a male slave brings more reward than freeing a slave woman.